Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laban. And I'm Chris Polanski. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, how are you doing, sir? Good, Mike. Good, Mike. One more week. In one more week at this time, I will have a infant child in my hands. What? Wow. I should get a backup. <laughs> you know, you you know what I mean. A backup host. I mean, not yes. a backup baby. Well, the next week's going to be a shit show, I think, for the podcast in general, because there'll be a different host, and then there's you know there's a chance I'm not home by the time this podcast should go up, and so it'll come out one way or another. So I'm sure there'll be some sort of episode. Maybe there won't be, and it may it may come out on Thursday, but maybe it won't. You know. See, what you got to do is you got to just give me all your permissions, all your passwords, and then I can go in and I can do all of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that seems that seems safe. Yeah. Also, I'll need your credit card and social insurance number. <laughs> yeah. Home address. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, Mother's definitely. maiden name. Yeah. <laughs> all those standard stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but yes, no, it's kind of crazy to think about. I think we talked about it on the show before, like this one's a scheduled baby as opposed to the, yeah, it's probably around this time, baby. And it's just so different. It's just weird knowing. It's like you're like going to the store. Yeah, I got to go in at eight, and then by nine, I'll have this kid, and you know, I'll bring him home later, and everything like that. So the good thing is, I feel like we've finally gotten Ben to a good spot where, like, we're comfortable with the fact that that he's like mature enough to handle certain things and everything like that. Like, we've finally nipped the bedtime routine in the bud, so it's good when he when we go to bed, he stays in bed now and. You know, he's obviously talking and he's eating and yeah, he, he listens fairly well. So he seems to be excited about baby brother. I'm sure that will change quickly. For now, he's excited about it. You ask him when he's coming. Baby brother's coming May 3rd. So he knows that. Oh, he knows. He knows. Now, now here's the question. What happens if baby comes on its own beforehand? Well, that'd be surprising, <laughs> but if it does come on its own, I still think it's emergency C-section, most likely. Right. But the baby will be coming just shy of 39 weeks right now, based on mm-hmm. like the timeline and everything. So typically, the second kid lasts a little bit longer in the womb than the first one does, and Ben decided to stay a week late. So I think this is the early eviction for this kid, for sure. Okay. My nephew was the opposite. He was the other Oh, okay. Guy. Second kid came out. Or was it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious. It's it's not a hard and fast rule. It's uh, the generally what happens, right? I'm in my thirties, my lit, my you know, my mid to late thirties now. I, I'm allowed to forget the order of which <laughs> which nephew <laughs> yeah. came. Do you remember first. your nephew's names? That's the big question. Yeah. It's been probably a long time since you've held them in your arms. That is true. Yeah. I can tell you, it's been a long time since I've held them in my arms. I think it's more along the lines of. BJ and the Bear. That's their names. BJ and the Bear. That sounds right. It's a sick band name. That's pretty good. <laughs> BJ and the Bear. It's like a 70s cop show. Or oh, is it? Oh, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't watch TV in the 70s, Mike. I didn't either, but it's still like a, it's like Sanford and Son. I've never seen an episode of Sanford and Son in my life, but I know what it is. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. You I guess dummy. It's, just not, it's not the same level, I guess, as Sanford and Son. I suppose not. <laughs> What a weird pull, BJ and the Bear. 70s yes. Cop. <laughs> I'm not even sure if that is an actual 70s cop show. But. Oh, so now you give me the third degree, and now you're like, well, maybe I did make it up. I don't even no, know. No, the, the name is real. 
the name is 100% real. It could be an 80s cop show. It could be an 80s show about dudes who work in a taxi cab company. I don't know. (laughs) I just know the name is a real show. It's a show. Okay. It is a show. So, Hey, guys. Future Mike here with a corrections cul-de-sac for you. BJ and the Bear is not a 70s cop show. It is a 1970s trucker show where BJ, a trucker, with his chimpanzee, the bear, drive around in their truck and solve mysteries. Way better than anything I could have come up with. But it's funny because you also, speaking of the 70s, you also gave me a little bit of a, oh, look, at look. it's quite the, the look that you have this evening, Mike, but you're looking a little bl- more blue collar than usual. Mm-hmm. It's because I am wearing my Nostromo shirt from Alien because the day that we're recording this is alien day for the fandom it's a uh, four two six you know you get it you don't get it you don't know alien I've never movie. watched the movie yeah alien the planet that they go to where they find the alien is lv426 and it is uh, april 26th okay. or 426 so you get it it's alien i get day. it now i get it yeah it's fan it's one of my few fandom days you know, like I'm sure there's more. The other one I have is Mass Effect Day, which is N7 Day, which is November 7th. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's May the 4th be with you. I was going to say, yeah, Star Wars Day. That's what I know of. We used to celebrate uh, Pi Day for a while. That's not a fandom necessarily. No, but... no, it's not a fandom. But that's a very yeah. nerdy day, which I think is worthy of of being called out on, yeah. on the show. Isn't also, I, I think I've, I've read this because Pi Day is, is March 14th. Yes. I believe March 14th is also Steak and a BJ Day. Uh, that's also true. Yes. This is now an R-rated <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, it's exactly one month after Valentine's Day. That's right. Yes. Steak and a BJ Day. But yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> go ahead, There's... Mike. Transition out of that one. <laughs> transition out of that one. Yeah. What, how do I take it? Well, so here, Mike, anyway. Mike, here, I, I got something for you. I have a corrections cul-de-sac for you. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's not to correct that faux pas that you've just done. This is in regards to the whole monsters conversation that we had last week. Okay, um, okay. And and I had said that you were not supposed to be you weren't supposed to tell them that monsters weren't real. You're supposed to kind of go along with it and and whatever. And I'm mostly right, but I was told that you shouldn't be dismissive of their concerns, but you are allowed to say that monsters aren't real. But don't be like, what are you, stupid? Like, there's no monster, like, nothing like <laughs> right, that. Right. It's like, no, there's nothing to be worried about. You know, they're not real things, like that kind of stuff. You can be, you can kind of let them down slowly, but. Right, right. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to play into the whole monsters are real narrative if you don't want to. Fair, yeah. fair. I, like I said, I haven't gotten to that point yet. So, we'll, well, the jury will be out on whether or not we start talking about monsters at some point with William. <laughs> yes. Anyway, there you go. That, that that was my big thing. I don't know. Do you want me to do kid stories, Mike? You want me well, to leave I sort of you, I sort of enough? since you since you've 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 brought it up, I sort of have a corrections call. Oh, okay, let's let's do it. Let's it's do not it. so much of a, of a correction as it is a clarification. Okay. Because I I was listening to the podcast last week and there was a thing that that was said and I'm like, do I take that out at the fear of being misunderstood? Nah, I'll leave it in. And then and then I suddenly got a Facebook message from my wife being, you blamed me for William falling on the bridge? <laughs> I mean, I didn't get that impression. I did not blame her. Yeah. I said, 
that he slipped. If I blamed her, I said I should have said that she pushed him. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, it was a co-parenting situation, and you decided together to go forward with it. And yes. he slipped and whacked his chin. Yeah. At first, at first, I was a little, you know, like, I, will he be okay? And then after I saw him do it, I was like, oh, he will be okay. It's fine. There's no reason for me to really monitor this situation as close as I was. And, <laughs> and that's when it worked. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We can just settle on the fact you're just both bad parents. Yes. And there we go. That's, that's, that's the, 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 the final line there. Yeah. That's the fair way to settle yeah. it, is we're both terrible <laughs> parents and we both let it happen. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Perfect. Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner by being a loser. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's two negatives make a positive kind of thing. That's yeah. correct. That's correct. So tell me about what's new with Ben. Then. <laughs> well, Mike, this podcast, my, it's just been all over the place already. It has. It has. We have nothing, nothing too dramatic this week. Ben has gotten really big into fort building. I don't know why I thought you were going to say Fortnite. And oh, no. Like, how? No, how? not Fortnite. No, I am not into Fortnite. So he's never experienced Fortnite. Of course. Uh, but yes, yeah, so Fort building with the couches and something. I, I, I don't know why. I mean, it, I just felt like it was worth bringing up. But yeah, he likes doing it. And we, we kind of build it in front of the TV so he can sit in this fort and he can watch TV. And tomorrow he's made a big deal that he wants to have lunch in the fort and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. So. I'm not exactly sure, you know, what's changed in his mind or whatever, but I just thought it was, you know, he's kind of like entered that stage of of childhood. I know we used to build forts out of every possible thing we could possibly do, so that was that. He has started, I'm, I'll call it joking, but it's also lying and like tricking people. So, so wait, is it one of those things where he's like, he hands you something and it's like an orange ball, and he's like. Here's a purple ball. I'm kidding. It's 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 a joke. It's <laughs> not, orange. Yeah, not quite. Like he's been doing that too. He he does that as well. But this one, he was down in the basement playing by himself while I was making dinner. We've also kind of gotten to that point where I'm not terrified to let him be down there. But that's a whole other thing. Uh, anyway, so he was down there and you, I could hear him playing in the ball pit. And then all of a sudden he yells up to me and he's like, Daddy, I got to go pee. Daddy, I got to go pee. And it's like, oh, can you do it yourself? And he's like, no, Daddy, you got to come help me. And it's like, okay, that's fine. So I come marching down the stairs only to find that I cannot find my child anywhere because he has decided to hide in the ball pit, Mike. And the whole pee thing was just purely a ruse to get me to come downstairs and to play (laughs) with him. And it's like, you, you, you're you're pretty clever. You really had me going. I honestly believe that he had to go to the bathroom. But yeah. Turns out he was peeing in the ball pit. And no, there's just, there's just no pee. So I was like, oh, you're being funny. You're hiding. Do you need to go pee? No. No, I don't need to go pee. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> Thank you for making me burn dinner, you know. And then finally, we've also reached the childhood stage of saying why to everything. So, you oh, know, yes, you know yes. daddy, why does the dog do this? And it's like, well, this is because of this. And it's like, why is that? Why? Why, 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 why? And I got, contrary to a lot of parents, I actually enjoy it. I mean, I like explaining things, but yeah, he just he really wants to get to the bottom of everything now. And I'm sure it will grow old <laughs> with time because <laughs> some of the the Y trains are like, listen, it's a worm on the ground. I don't know what more you want from me. But uh, but anyway, yeah, so that's that's where we're at, Mike. Just a lot of like not their milestones or anything. They're just, you know, 
we, we've crossed that bridge now. Now we're at the stage in in toddlerhood. That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. It is fun. Mm-hmm. What about you? You have a kid still? I do have a kid still. <laughs> he is still a- around. Yeah. I mean, that's the point, right? We're learning how to keep them alive, and he is. I can safely say, as of this recording, he's still alive. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> yeah, William's been doing some some interesting things as of late. Like he's big. Remember last week where I told you about the planets and how he was absolutely into the planets and loving the planets. And yes, yeah, planets are last week's news. It's dinosaurs now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, why not? You know. Yeah, and it's it's pretty great. Like it's so funny because how it basically happened. William's always kind of been into dinosaurs. Like it's it's kind of been a hey William, look at all of these dinosaurs constantly because yes. I will I'm it, going to make you like it's dinosaurs. a forced upon interest. Yes, much like space is for Ben. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually what happened was I've been working from home and I've been working with my laptop with, with William around. And I opened up my laptop and I had YouTube up. And on YouTube I had been watching a comparison of the most recent 4K Blu-ray of Jurassic Park compared to a high-quality scan of the 35-millimeter negative, Mm -hmm. which sounds extremely boring. But Jurassic Park is my favorite movie. So looking at the differences between this is what it looked like on the day when they filmed it versus, you know, here's the color corrected, blah, blah, blah. That was really interesting to me. Like the boom mic is in the shot in like the 35 millimeter prints and stuff. Like there's all this space in it that you don't get to see. And and I was like, wow, this is fascinating to look at. And one of the shots that they were showing had dinosaurs in it. Like because it was the the full negative with the effects and everything placed into it. And William saw the dinosaurs. And he's like, oh, dinosaurs, dinosaurs. And it was the Gallimimus scene. Right. And I was like, oh, you want to watch the dinosaurs? So we we were watching the dinosaurs. And I didn't think too much about it at the time. I was just like, wow, look at him. He's enjoying the dinosaurs. Like, this is my favorite movie. One day I'm going to show him and I'm going to show. And then the T-Rex came out and started eating the Gallimimus. <laughs> I'm like, whoops. oh, whoops, I forgot about this. And so I turned it off because I'm like, he might be a little too young for this. Actually, Laura, a lot of her mom group friends said that they, they show their kids who are the same age as William. Jurassic Park and Jurassic World and I'm like really a lot of people die in those movies mm-hmm. like and they're eaten and I mean maybe I'll wait a little longer for for William to see that stuff he's watched the Lego Jurassic Park movies though so he enjoyed those oh well there you go so I'm like okay well I, I don't want him to watch dinosaurs eating people what can I find because I don't want to just show if I just show him a cartoon he's not going to like it because he's not as big into the cartoons he wants to see more dinosaurs like this and I found a YouTube channel called Dino Dana. And it's a TVO Amazon joint show. Okay. So it's educational. It's Canadian. And it has like really good graphics of dinosaurs in it. And it's like the main character is this girl named Dana. And she's like, I don't know, 10. And she has all these like, she's her parents. It's one of those shows where there's like live action segments with the parents. And they'll be like, Dana, can you bring me a, a hammer? Because I'm trying to fix your brother's shelf. 
and she'll be like, okay, here's that. Oh, your hammer's so heavy. I wonder how much heavy dinosaur things could carry, you know? And then, the, <laughs> right, then, right. And then from that point on, it's like the synopsis is it's, it's her like, oh, this dinosaur could carry this much. And like, there's an entire episode about dinosaurs lifting. Like, I'm pulling this out of my ass. If you try and find an episode about dinosaurs lifting things, this doesn't mm. exist. I just couldn't think of one of the episodes because I had to half pay attention to them while I was working, <laughs> while William was watching them. But the show... He was really into it. And at the same time, it, they didn't they didn't downplay the fact that dinosaurs eat each other. But anytime like a dinosaur showed up to eat another dinosaur, she'd like huck a sandwich across the room. And that would be enough to like distract them <laughs> so that like the T-Rex wouldn't eat whatever it was. That was right, there. right. So it was it was despite the fact that it was very like well produced and, and high, you know, the dinosaurs looked very good, kind of like Jurassic Park style graphics there was no mass eating or anything like that so <laughs> so i was like this is pretty good the only problem with dino dana is its episodes are like 10 minutes long so we went through like two seasons in an afternoon oh right right yes <laughs> so yeah so so he's all about dinosaurs now and also the other thing that he's all about is play-doh okay yeah yep classic children's toy i think i mentioned when we were at laura's parents we bought him some play-doh and he he really liked it so Laura decided today because she was off with him. She was like, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to go to Toys R Us and do like a, a curbside pickup and, and get some Play-Doh. And she found a whole bunch of sets and they were 50% off. There's like some crazy Play-Doh sale going on at Toys R Us right now in Canada. So she went and she bought like $100 worth of Play-Doh for 50 bucks, you know, and and then she brought it home and she's like, this is way more Play-Doh than I thought I was buying. <laughs> it's, it's like 25 cans of Play-Doh. <laughs> oh, was it like the big, like, 12 cans of pop-sized box? Kind of. Like, there, there's one, it's a mountain of Play-Doh, where it's like a triangle shape. Oh, okay. And okay. it's got, like, a ton of different colors of Play-Doh. And then she got a sheep that you, like, put Play-Doh in its back, and then you push down, and it, like, shoots the sheep out, and it comes with little scissors, and the whole point is you're supposed to be shearing the, the sheep. Oh, that's kind of cool. Laura's like, when I was a kid, I always loved the haircut one, and I feel like William would like it better if it was animals rather than a person. Mm -hmm. So we got him that, and that came with, like, another four cans of, of Play-Doh, and then she also got him a barbecue set because it came with a whole bunch of pieces, and she figured, you know, he could make, you know, little little picture or not pictures but like you know squeeze out things and we wanted to get him something to do with the play-doh besides mash it into a pile or pull it in tiny pieces because that's literally all he was doing with it right mashing it into a pile so we got him all these things that he can you know mush it into shapes or or squeeze it out the back of stuff and and it you know makes designs and such and like 90% of it has already been mashed into one big pile and like all the colors are gone. <laughs> like it's just this, you know, yeah. disgusting brown mass. And it's, I was going to say, that sounds like Play Doh. That sounds like, yeah. it's amazing how quickly you amass it. Now, I mean, obviously you guys got a, bought a stockpile worth, but like Ben got, I think, 20 of them from my sister for Christmas, which was great. That was kind of our first collection. But then Valentine's Day rolls around and he gets, you know, a sleeve of them, the sleeve of three or four. And then Easter and he gets a couple of those and from everybody. Right. It's just such a great add on gift. Now, I think we've got like 65 Play-Dohs in, in the cupboard. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so the, what we decided to do with the Play-Dohs is now he can't play with more than three at a time. 
Yeah. Because if he if he plays with more than that, then we just end up with like giant mounds of terrible blobs of of everything. So yeah, because it was a big mess. Like I came upstairs <laughs> after after because I was I was downstairs working and I come upstairs after Laura and William have been playing for like an hour and it was just horrific <laughs> to look at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we limited it to just one jar. All of ours are still the right colors. That they match the lids. They match the lids. Yeah. We have at least three jars now that are just masses of mixed colors. Yeah, just the brown. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, are, are you one of those people who loves the smell of Play-Doh? Because I I love the smell of Play-Doh, and I don't know why. Play-Doh smells good. Yeah, yeah. it does. It's just, it's just so good. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'll be the guy in the corner huffing the, uh, the Play-Doh <laughs> jar. <laughs> uh, you stay away from my Play-Doh stash. Yeah, yeah. I want yeah. to try that mixed and mashed one. That'll be pretty good. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's overloading the senses, Yeah, that's right, right yeah. Just need a hit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that is not the only thing that has, has, has attracted William's attention lately. And I, I, tend to, I tend to not tell stories like this when I don't have to on the show, just because of how embarrassing they are okay. about William. But this one's just too funny to not talk about William has all of a sudden decided that he loves naked time. Okay, sure. And naked time is now when we're getting him ready for bed. Instead of us putting him on his back and changing his diaper, he takes the diaper off while he's standing there and then starts posing in in front of the mirror. And I'm not like, I wish this was a video podcast just for this because I, I cannot explain it any other way than to actually do it. But he's just like naked. Naked, <laughs> naked, like like sticking the butt yeah, out. He, he's a model. He's he's posing for the camera. Yeah, he's posing up yeah. a storm, and just the whole time, just naked, naked. <laughs> like it's <laughs> super funny. And then tonight, he was standing in front of the mirror because we have those giant mirrors that are the closet doors, and he just started like just you know, dingling it on himself. And he's just like, <laughs> naked. And we're like, don't, buddy, stop. Please stop. <laughs> it's so. natural, Mike. It's natural. You'll shoot your eye out. No, that's uh, that's BB guns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm thinking of you'll go blind. That's what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, I, I was going to say, wow, okay. <laughs> don't go there, Chris. Don't go there. I was thinking yeah, I'm of not the, the one who reference. said it. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking of the wrong reference. Yeah, that's yeah. all. I don't read into it. Don't read into it. Also, there's one other, it's, this isn't in a William update, but it's a Mike update. Okay. It's funny because every so often when I'm editing the show, something will be said and the circumstances around it will have changed so much. And I'm talking about it so flippantly that it's just like, uh, Mike, a week ago, if only you knew. <laughs> At the end of last week's episode. The very end, after the the end credit music played and everything, we continue the Easter egg that's usually at the end of the show. So for anybody who shuts the show off while I'm in the middle of doing the outro, there's usually an Easter egg after the outro is over. Last week's episode, I was talking about how we were going to the eye doctor and I was going to get a new prescription because it was getting hard to read. Mm -hmm. And all I expected was a new prescription. Nope. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, I do have a new prescription, but it is so far removed from what I was expecting. Basically, my left eye is struggling so hard to focus that it has ruined my eyesight in the sense of like 
the last time I had a prescription change, the numbers were very close. There's a massive difference between my left eye and my right eye now. Oh. Yeah. Like when, when they were doing the cover one eye and, and, and read, the same lines, if I could read it with no problem on my right eye and I covered my and then did the swap, I could not read it at all with my left eye. What do they think uh, the reason for that is? So basically, my left eye is straining so hard to focus that it is like it, it is like fatiguing my my eyesight. Right. Like he even told me at one point, he's like, your prescription should be this. And he showed me a different set of numbers. And he's like, but I can't prescribe you that because your left eye fights it so hard that I couldn't give you anything but this. And he showed me a different number without it like completely like ruining your eyesight. Right. And I'm like, well, this is this is fun. So like this is not what I was expecting. No, no kidding. And so now also because apparently my left eye is also rough, which was an unexpected twist. I have to take eye drops every night now and oh. only my left eye, which is like, what is this? this is yeah, not what, what the hell? Like, that's, that's so strange that it's just fallen off the, yeah. off the cliff like this. And, and then the other thing that he mentioned, too, was that my left eye might be susceptible to a rare form of glaucoma, oh, which I will need goodness. laser surgery for. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. It's just like, what the hell? Like the last time, the la- I'm not even kidding. The last time I got my, I got my prescription check- checked, it didn't change. Well, when was the last time you went? Like, are you like an every year kind of guy or every two years? I would go, I would go every two years or so. Yeah, okay. And so I went in like, because they said the last time I was there was 2017. Because I, I went right after I got my job, like my current job. So mm-hmm. it was December 2017 that I went. And my prescription did not change from the last time I got my prescription checked, which was like four years earlier. So in four years, my prescription didn't change. And then in another four years, I went like freaking blind. Like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm not blind. No, like, I can course, still, yeah. I can still see well. Like, I see all of this right now. But the thing that is that's that's become more and more noticeable as time goes on is the longer I stare at a screen or try to focus on something, which is great because all my job is freaking computers, right? (laughs) Like I I get headaches and and we talked about that last week. And now I need these new glasses. I need anti-fatigue lenses, like, you know, those blue filter ones. I need those. Yeah. And they're like, they like immediately triple the prices of my lenses. <laughs> it's like sweet. <laughs> I, I The last time I bought glasses, last two times I bought glasses, I bought them from a website called Zenny. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason I liked Zenny so much was because I could buy glasses at like a third of the price of going somewhere else. And now it's like, guess what? You can buy like one pair of glasses because your glasses are so expensive now because of the lenses. Yep. Yep, so, that sounds about right. So sweet. And I'm also at this point now, too, because we're, we're, we're because of the pandemic, I would I'd rather order my glasses online than go to the, the store kind of a thing, because like that's not easy for me to do, even with everything else going on. So like I have to order my glasses and I'm about to move. So when do I order my glasses? You know, like, obviously, I can't order them until I've moved because... Oh, you could order them now. Just ship them to your parents' house. 
Yeah, I, I thought about that too. But I've started to do that a lot. Like I have like five packages going to my parents' house right now because all of those things are like, well, we didn't know when they were coming. So <laughs> yeah. I'm sure your mother would love to see you more often, Mike. This is a great excuse. Yeah, it'll be like one of those mailboxes where they just hold on to all your shit. And then once it's all come, you'll get it at once, you know, like yeah, you go to yeah. your PO box or whatever it is. Yeah, just go see my mom after my 10 packages have shown up. <laughs> yeah. Boy, Mike, that is uh, that's depressing. Yeah, it was kind <laughs> of a, a kind of a bad day, and and I spent like you could ask Laura too because I basically spent the rest of the day moping about buying glasses, right? <laughs> Which like because again, like there's the thing when I, the, when I bought my old glasses, the last pairs of glasses, I bought three pairs, mm-hmm. and it was like these are so cheap that I could get a pair that I actually don't even like, and it doesn't matter. But I liked all three pairs and I would swap between them depending on how I was dressed. Right. Right. And now it's like, well, I can afford one pair because it's going to cost so much. So you better get it right. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I've always been a one pair of glasses guy. This is the first time in my life I've actually owned two pairs, one for like, day-to-day life and then i have one for playing with the kids so that if i get oofed in the face it's not that big of a deal right yeah that's fair that's fair but yeah glasses that they ain't cheap they ain't cheap i'm in a a weird position now where like i don't know what your benefits are but like i can buy a new pair of glasses every two years with mine more or less and then same with tiff's but tiff just recently switched jobs so now my like my glasses count has reset early, so oh, I could yeah, technically yeah. get another pair if I wanted to. Nice. It's like, I should probably take advantage of that. Yeah, because that's what I did. I bought, when I first started my job, I got new glasses. I got three pairs. Mm-hmm. And then I got sunglasses the next time it rolled around. And now I have to get these yeah, ridiculous get glasses. Get them all again. Just, yep. Yeah. It's not fun. And the other thing that's crazy, too, is my prescription is so weird, is that on all of these websites I'm looking at, Nobody has it like there's the settings that you you pick and there's like a the one setting, which is like axis, which yeah. I'm like, I've never had this setting before. Oh, really? Is Yeah. No. Like if you look at Laura's, Laura's is like compared to mine. We've always joked about how Laura because Laura's got some eye problems on her side of the family. We've always joked that William is screwed between her family. And yeah. Family. Yeah. But we always assumed that Laura's eyes were going to crap out way before mine were. And sure enough, you look at her prescription and it's like two numbers. And my prescription is like 50 numbers. <laughs> like it's it's crazy. <laughs> and it's all this stuff that I'm like, I've never had to fill this in before. And, right. and and most of these websites don't have these as options. And I'm like, do I pick the closest thing? Like, is that possible? Mm-hmm. Does it is it going to make my eyes worse if I'm off by like 0.5 degrees on whatever this is? So I had to find one that has actually, you know, the one that I want, like the, the exact settings. So I finally found that. And now I have to go through and find the glasses. Right. That I want to wear, so. I mean, I will say as somebody who usually buys his from the optometrist, the one nice thing is that if you get them and they drive your eyes crazy after a couple of days, they'll replace them for free. Like they'll switch mm-hmm. all the lenses out and get it exactly. Because when I went through my major change, I don't know, four years ago or something like that, the first ones, the, the first prescription they gave me, my my brain or my eyes was just like, no, 
no, this is not going to work. And then they like, oh, that happens with like half the people. We'll do this one instead. And it was free. So that was nice. I didn't have to rebuy them or anything like that. So, yeah. Mike, we've been talking about glasses a long time. We have. We talked about lots of things for a long time. Let's talk about the latest Apple event. This is like one of my three times a year to shine on this podcast. That's right. I've been talking about PlayStation for so long. I forgot completely that every so often you just shill for apple for a certain <laughs> pretty much <laughs> gets us those those listens right that's the important right. thing but uh, yes they did have the most recent apple event uh, just the other day and mike you actually said you somewhat followed this one you you caught I the watched, highlights i watched the highlight reel oh good good yeah i don't know if you know the verge they do a 10 minutes or less recap yes, yeah. of the event so that's i caught that and that's that's perfect when it comes to these apple events and my my notes have just signed out, so I have to sign back in <laughs> real quick. Well, I I know purple, purple phone is the one of the big things. That is literally the first bullet point. They led off strong. The iPhone 12 now comes in purple, and it's just like great. Whoopity <laughs> do! Yeah. yeah, so thrilled about this one. Um, they are this one's probably interesting to us they're changing how they do their podcasts so you're now able to do a sort of like patreon like subscription service uh, if you want obviously they're all still free by default but if you wanted to uh to charge 90 cents or 99 cents a month or whatever it is you could do that see the thing about that the thing about that is because i mean we were talking before we went on air about possibly doing another way to promote the show and and I told you even then, I don't want to do more work. I got enough work as it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when it comes to these paid subscription things, I mean, I feel like either we're going to have to get a lot less busy, you know, like maybe 10 years after our kids are taking care of themselves. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'm going to be no help in a week. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, it was interesting that they did have that option. And there's another way you can do it, too, is if you wanted to group yeah, like a, a series of podcasts together. You can also do that as well. So birdpopcorn.ca and part-time nerds, full-time dads could be a grouped subscription service if we wanted. Mm. It won't happen. Don't worry. No, not over <laughs> your dead body, eh? Yes. Uh, they updated the Apple TV. I'm just kind of burning through all the boring ones. Basically, it's just a faster processor and they brought a much better remote control. The one now is purely touchpad with a couple buttons. This one's got a nice little scroll wheel on it and stuff. And I, I tell you, as somebody who owns an Apple TV, the touchpad is okay, but it is not great for navigating through a movie or a television show. I did see a lot of Android people were making jokes about the... It's the first time an Apple product has had a back button in a very long time <laughs> yes yes they always had the programmable button the menu button or whatever they call it that you could make it go back but uh yeah i'm i'm happy i'm happy that they have the remote i don't i don't care what the android people have to say you do you have an apple tv i do yeah because with our bell subscription they recommend that you either pay the you know 15 dollars a month for the dvr that they can get like your set box or set top box, or you can buy an Apple TV and watch Bell Five on that. So we decided to plunk down the two hundred dollars and get the Apple TV instead. It saves us uh, money in the long run. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Did you get a free upgrade, or or would you have to pay for the upgrade to the new one? Yeah. Oh, I would have to pay for it. Like I went to Best Buy and bought this thing. It's not wasn't through Bell. 
Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I it was just, just they recommended. It's actually one of their recommended options right on their website, believe it or not. No, yeah. shocking. So there you go. So now we get to the more interesting stuff, Mike. They finally announced AirTags. And for those who have ever heard of Tile, it's virtually the same thing. It's Apple's uh, thing of it. And what it is, is you can attach it to like your keys or throw it in your backpack or do this or do that. And should you ever lose any of these devices, you can pull up your phone and find out where they are. You know, it uses Bluetooth and, and you know, near field detection and everything like that in order to find it. So I'll tell you, as somebody who has an Apple watch, I am constantly pinging my watch because it'll make my phone make noise so I can find where I've left my phone in the house. Right. So, so I could definitely see a lot of value in this. The price is not bad. It's uh, 30 bucks a crack or $100 for four which puts it along the same lines as the tile. I think the tile is a little bit cheaper. But the big power that Apple has is there's a lot more Apple phones in the world than there are tile devices. So, you know, I know, Mike, you don't have any Apple things, but should I have left a item of mine that had an AirTag at your house, your phone would actually let me know that my device is in your, you know, your neck of the woods, basically. Right. Yeah. I also I also saw that it did something that was very unApple like and that is that it allows you to replace the battery. Yeah, I was shocked, genuinely shocked by that. But good on them because the tiles don't let you replace the battery. I, I it just seems like a weird thing to not include. So, I was very happy that Apple's doing that. Now, the dumb thing that Apple's doing is the tag to themselves is basically like a, a coin, like a quarter, I guess. But you can't just stick a quarter on your keys, Mike. You have to get a little, you know, holder for it. And whoo, those holders, they ain't cheap. <laughs> I, I, I did see that that was something that was very Apple-like, was that you need accessories to be able to use it correctly. Yes, that's right. I'm sure you could probably, you know, MacGyver your own thing. But the accessories, they ranged anywhere from about 30 bucks all the way to $450 for one of these what? holders. What the hell is a hold? What? What are you attaching it to for $450? It's some designer, like, suitcase bag thing. I, I will never, never spend that much money on it. I'm just throwing it in the suitcase if I ever bought one. Holy crap. That's crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, they had, like, a $17,000 Apple Watch that was made entirely of gold. I guess it's, you know, if some whale wants to buy it, then, well, they have the option. I'm sure yeah, Apple's no going to make about a 1,000% margin on this thing. Yeah, no kidding. The, I did see that Tile actually made a statement that the Apple device was basically like an anti-consumer thing because yes. they're like they're going to make our they're going to use their network to push their thing better and and it's going to squeeze out people like us who have already been in this marketplace and things like that. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I, I'm I'm on the fence about the whole thing. Like on one hand, I get where they're coming from. But on the other hand, it's like, well, if you were a big player, it wouldn't matter. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not too sure. It's weird because it's Apple, right? Like Apple is, that's the Apple track record, right? Yeah. Like Apple does its own thing and it either, it, it does like, it takes something in either, it's either they've done it and it's the brand new thing and it's. Everybody needs the Apple thing and it only works with Apple devices or somebody else made a cool thing and then Apple just rips it off and then pretends that it's their thing that they invented that never like think of how many stuff that like they, they come out during their their like uh, iOS 
updates and they're like now on an iPhone, you can do this. Isn't that amazing? And like Android users are like, we've had that for six years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I You're, know. You know, yeah, yeah. It is, it is funny. But I mean, I try not to get in those those kind of comparisons because they both rip each other off. If you look at it, Android and iOS are exactly the same. Oh yeah, like, yeah, they're exactly the same. And they both steal from each other. But yeah, I don't know. I just don't know where I land on it. I get, I understand where Tile is coming from. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, that is, you know, that's capitalism in a nutshell for you, right? You know, the bigger fish usually wins because they got more money and they got more users. And I don't know. That's the tech world for you. But it's not this, not the time and place to discuss it, I guess, you know. Uh, let's talk computers, Mike. Yes. They released the new refreshed IMAX, the 24-inch IMAX starting at $1299 or $1499, depending on what version you get. They have the new M1 processor, much like every other Apple device at this point in time. Four and a half K screen, seven delightful colors. I'm sure purple is one of them. And just kind of the standard upgrades over a sort of last year's model, you know, better sound, better webcam, that sort of thing. The big takeaway from this is why would you buy it? Because at this point, Apple is kind of backing themselves into the corner with it's the same processor in all their their devices, right? The M1 chip, and they're all software on a chip. So it's, it's got, every, or sorry, uh, uh, shoot, what the hell's the word? SOC. It's SOC stuff, Mike. We'll look it up afterwards. Hey, Future Mike here again. It is system on a chip. That's what you're looking for, Chris. System. And so it's it got all the same specs, all the same everything. Why would you spend $1,300 on this one where you could just buy the Mac Mini for $700? And I'm sure attach it to any monitor that you want. Like that's a that's a lot of wiggle room to buy a very expensive, very high quality monitor to pair with your much cheaper Macintosh computer. Well, c- clearly the reason to do that is because it's a cool new Mac product, and you <laughs> love Macs, right? Yeah, but I mean, but you're literally, you know, you're you're spending a six hundred dollar premium to have the all in one look. And it's not like the Mac Mini is this giant gargantuan tower. It's quite small. You could literally tape it to the back of a monitor that you buy at Best Buy, you know? So I'm I'm just, I, I know they'll buy it. I, I know people will buy it and I know it'll sell and, and everything like that. It's just, it seems like a weird thing that because they're putting the same processor in all of their devices, it seems like, you know, they're kind of backing themselves into a corner to a certain extent. But I'm sure they, they know better than I do. That's for sure. Clearly, they seem to know something more than you do. The one thing that I I did see about the the new Mac that that entertained me was that the screen is so thin that the headphone jack needed to be moved because the headphone jack, like the jack, is too long and it wouldn't fit in the monitor if you put it in the way that it usually goes in. Yes, they have to put it on on the side now, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think a a 3.5 mil jack has to be 14 millimeters deep, and the iMac is only 12 millimeters deep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fancy fun. (laughs) Designer's wet dream right there. Uh, (laughs) And then finally, Mike, the new iPad Pros are released. 800 bucks for the 11-inch and $1,100 for the 12.5-inch. Would you believe it, Mike? They both come with the M1 processor. Wow. Know? So they're the exact same device. Uh, Apple is now selling the same device in about six different form factors. They do have USB-C ports on the bottom and they're Thunderbolt. So you can attach up to a 6K display 
with your iPad, which is kind of cool. And the 12 and a half inch model comes with a mini LED screen that matches the tech specs of their their much hyped XDR monitors that we talked about before, those $5,000 monitors. Yeah. Same exact specs as that. And that's, you know, 1,000 nit brightness and 16,000 nit with HDR and a million to one contrast and this and that. So needless to say, it's a hell of a screen. And then the same question comes up, Mike, is why would you buy a MacBook Air instead of the iPad Pro? <laughs> right. You know, right. like the, the the monitor on this thing, the screen on this thing is amazing. You know, and of course, I say this not having actually touched it. But if their specs are to be believed and they give us no reason to not believe it, it's going to have one of the, well, not one of, like the best display of any device on the market right now for a, you know, reasonably inexpensive price. So I, I don't know. I don't I don't know what they're trying to do. If they would just put like Mac OS on this thing, the MacBook Air would just disappear forever. You know, I, I just don't understand. Maybe what they've done is they figured out they've made too much money and they're trying to make themselves make less money. So. Does that <laughs> make sense? Maybe. Yes. I don't know. I, I guess, you know what? I, I get it. Like the the MacBook Air and the iPad are different form factors, and they obviously one runs Mac OS, the other one runs like a iPad OS, whatever they call it now. I, I get that for two different purposes, but why not take the same path as like the Surface tablet? You know, I think you you have a Surface. I had one for work for a long time. I really liked mine. I think you like yours. Why not do the same kind of thing with the iPad, and that way you get the best of both worlds, and you know sell it to everybody right yeah for sure i i really want to upgrade my surface my surface is a little small at this point like because it was the it was an early surface where it was like the 16 by 9 ratio yep and it's not it doesn't exactly fit my lifestyle these days (laughs) i I, I (laughs) could use a i could use a larger screen so at some point i would still i would love to upgrade but i don't have that kind of money like so no, but anyway, that's kind of it for the Apple event. Interesting stuff. Again, my my big question now is everything's got the same processor in it, right? So like, how are you differentiating all these things? And we'll see. We'll see how it all goes in the future. But what you should do, Chris, is you should buy all of them and then do a <laughs> test and then let us know. Yeah. Well, you you share some of your house sale windfall, <laughs> Mike, and uh, I'll buy them all. And we'll we'll do it live on the show. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that's all for Apple. The next one, Mike, is a little weird. We, we've talked about in the past how I'm a big fan of Blizzard Entertainment, like the, the video game production company. We did a big thing on their birthday earlier this year. That's right. Yeah, their 35th. Or sorry, was it 35th? No. I think it was 30th. 30th. 30th anniversary. It was mixing up with Nintendo, yeah. And meanwhile, one of my favorite things, like at the same time, had a big anniversary, and I didn't even think to talk about it. <laughs> and I was like, this is really cool. And then meanwhile, you're like, Blizzard. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I could have talked about my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to have that visionary outlook, Mike. Apparently. But anyway, yeah, but Blizzard, uh, things aren't looking so hot over there. Mike, you played Overwatch and, and your wife plays Overwatch still, I believe. She's she's playing Overwatch as right we now. speak. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's got tens of thousands of hours into it, I'm sure, much like I do. Jeff Kaplan, probably known as better as Jeff from the Overwatch team, is suddenly leaving Blizzard. Now, 
to make it clear, Jeff runs everything Overwatch. I'm not exactly sure of his title. I don't know if it's like VP or something, but he is very high up and just recently participated in BlizzCon, which was no less than a month ago, touting all the great things about Overwatch 2 coming down the line. And yeah, all of a sudden for him to just sort of get up and leave out of the blue is a little bit concerning, I would say, for Blizzard. And and we'll talk about Jeff more in a second, because the reason it's concerning, David Kim, who if anyone ever played StarCraft 2, he's a lead designer there. He works for the Diablo 4 team. He's the World of Warcraft principal designer. He's a very famous Blizzard guy. He's gone too the same week as well. Dave Kosak, who heads up the Hearthstone team, he's a lead designer for them. He's gone too all within the same week. And it just kind of makes you wonder what the hell is going on with all these long-term employees just getting up and going at the same time. Yeah, because actually this is uh, the first I've heard of the other two because I'd heard about Jeff because I guess he happened. He's the he's the highest profile of all of them. Yeah, this is true. And because he was a VP as well as in charge of being over. I was about to say Blizzard, but it was, but of Overwatch. Yeah. So, yeah, like it, when he, he went, I was actually listening to another podcast where they're all big Overwatch fans. Mm-hmm. So they know Jeff from Overwatch team very well. Right. And they made comments about number one, his goodbye letter was very short, which if you know Jeff from Overwatch team, he does not make short posts or videos. <laughs> no, he he is very much about transparency and, you know, detail. Big into detail, yeah. So it was very unusual for him to have such a short post. And also, they've also pointed out that he signed his letter, Jeffrey. And people were like, what? Jeffrey? (laughs) Midlife crisis, maybe? Who knows? Maybe. He's like, now it's time for me to be... Now that I'm leaving Blizzard, I must make myself more of a... A serious person. It's Jeffrey from now on. Yeah, that's right. And and then also they found it very odd that in the message that not only said, because there was like a blog post that said, Jeff is leaving. Here's a message from the guy who's taking Jeff's post. And then here's a message from Jeff. They found it odd that one, all of those things would be together in one post. And two, that they would talk to the new guy before they said goodbye to the old guy. Yeah, you would think because Jeff, he's been working there for 19 years. So, you know, he's not some guy who was there for a couple of years and then, you you know, you throw him a pizza party to say goodbye. Like, he, it's a big deal that he's leaving, yeah. right? So, it is interesting. One of the rumors I have heard is that he is very much against microtransactions and, you know, any sort of in-game purchasing ability, which I guess, mm-hmm. who, who owns Blizzard? It's Activision? Activision, right? yeah. Activision, yeah. They are very, obviously, very pro in-game transaction. So I guess Jeff is the biggest reason that Overwatch doesn't really have an in-game store. I mean, obviously you can buy a couple skins, but that's kind of it. You know, there's no right, season right. pass or anything like that. Or battle pass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nothing like that. So now a lot of the rumors I'm hearing are they really want to push it hard on Overwatch 2 and he doesn't he fundamentally doesn't agree with it, but it doesn't you know, maybe he's not getting his way, so he's just walking away. You know, he's just kind of wash his hands of this whole thing because, honestly, in my opinion, a lot of these microtransaction things are a bit of like a cancer on video games at this point in time. I think it's gone too far. You know, right? And the funny thing is, is I actually was listening to these guys and they're talking about Overwatch, and they made it. They brought up a really good point: is they they compared it to Destiny, 
Whereas Destiny was also owned by Activision and it was a persistent game like Overwatch is. And part of the reason that Bungie left Activision, their, their contract with them when Destiny 2 came out, was because they had very different ideas of what they wanted to do with Destiny than what Activision did. Like, had it been up to them, there would not be Destiny 2. It would still be Destiny. And uh, and they would just be rolling out expansions as the continued thing. And, and like, because that's basically it. Like, Destiny 2 is never going to end. Mm-hmm. But it's Destiny 2 forever. <laughs> you know, like, they, they've already talked about how there's... I think three big expansions for destiny two. And they've been like, this would have been destiny three. This would have been destiny four. Like right. if, if it, we'd still been at Activision. And that's a lot of what I've been hearing about overwatch Two. People are like, it's it's, they're just adding on to it. It doesn't need to be overwatch two. They should just be making adjustments to overwatch one. Like it doesn't make sense. And I think I said this as, as well is the, the main draw for me, the main reason I liked Overwatch was the characters. So the fact that they were introducing story stuff into Overwatch 2 was like, that's neat. But why isn't any of this in Overwatch 1? You know, like, right. Yeah, because because that's the thing, like the story that they've shown so far in Overwatch 2 is literally the story of Overwatch 1. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't they just incorporate it in and not bother with a two? Because they're already saying that they're not going to like the player bases are going to be able to interact like it doesn't make any sense that it it, it doesn't technically need to be a two meanwhile here's yeah two. yeah why two not gonna be full of microtransactions that's right why not just yeah make it a free add-on or a free upgrade or something like that yeah mm-hmm. or a minimal cost or something like that yeah it, it is fascinating and it it really man it really puts the future of overwatch in question for me you know i i just I just don't like the way <laughs> I don't like the way that the industry is going. I, I just really don't. It, it makes me extremely uncomfortable. I look at a game like the the latest Call of Duty, or I guess sorry, not the latest, uh, the Modern Warfare one, and like they just cram in every guy. And if you want a new character, guess what? You got to pony up the twenty dollars and buy the new character. Like Overwatch releases characters all the time. I, I want to say they release a character every quarter. And could you imagine having to spend, you know, twenty dollars? every single quarter to get the latest guy like that would be crazy you know but if you don't you miss out on what could fundamentally be a big part of the game i mean you know how metas work and stuff within multiplayer gaming like you know sometimes in order to win you have to have x guy on your team right well the thing that i've always like when it got really bad the microtransaction stuff the the example that i heard that always made me go ooh, was when I found out that kids are getting bullied in school for having the default skin in Fortnite. Yeah, that's crazy, right? It's like it's like getting bullied because you don't have brand name shoes, except now it's even the nerds are are getting at it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's crazy. And the, another thing that that shows you just how big this this news is, is like Laura likes video games. Mm-hmm. But if I told her like, hey, that guy that made this game that you really like, but but didn't say the game name. Like, for example, like, there's a couple exceptions. Like, I I could say Kojima's making a new game, and she'd be like, "Oh, okay," because Kojima's well, it's, got it's like that kind Wayne of Wayne Gretzky, right? Everybody yeah. knows who Wayne Gretzky is. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if I was like, "Hey, did you know that Inafune is making a new game?" She'd be like, "Who the f- 
like yeah. you know like but i i said did you hear the latest over and watch news and she's like about jeff leaving yeah and i was like what like <laughs> what do you care about you know whoever's behind whatever so the fact that even laura knows what's going on with this is is a big surprise and and i don't mean that in the sense of even laura knows because no, laura no. Does, it's just she doesn't show interest in she likes the game she doesn't think about i'm not well i don't know if she doesn't think about it, but she doesn't show that kind of interest in the behind the scenes and who made it and things like that. Yeah, and, and and most, I would say a lot of gamers don't, but Overwatch seems to be a little different in that way. One rumor I've heard is, have you ever heard of the Dreamhaven development house? It's a, it's a new video game development team, and it's made up almost entirely of ex-Blizzard employees. So it's headed up by Mike Morhaime, who I believe used to be the president of Blizzard. Like he was like a top three guy, like one of the original founders of Blizzard. And he had left because they wanted to set an example and show that there's a better way of doing things and approaching business and everything like that and and treating your employees and and treating your players like human beings and not just, you know, you know, minions and, and and wallets and that kind of thing. So I'm wondering if Jeff doesn't end up over there and they basically make, you know, Blizzard 2.0, you know, that that kind of thing. Give him his own team to develop some other game, maybe an Overwatch knockoff or something brand new. I mean, that could be a very real possibility as well. So let's say 2023, maybe. Yeah. You're watching E3 because E3 is back at this point. Mm hmm on the on the pc show stage jeff walks out and he's like hey everybody tover watch and everyone's like wow would you like <laughs> would you be a uh, super crazy happy about that would you just put down the overwatch and go straight over to tover watch <laughs> <laughs> Uh, aside from the obvious Twitter post I would have to make about the awful name, uh, yeah, I think I would. <laughs> I think I would switch over. You know, it's a working title. Yeah, when I was younger, regardless of the game, oh, it was made by Blizzard. You know, it's going to be good. Right, like right. I do not care about RPG games, but I liked Diablo because Blizzard made it right, and you know, like I, they had a very flawless track record. And if sort of the OG Blizzard guys are starting up this thing, I've got to believe it's going to be a good game because they wouldn't just push out some garbage thing, you know, because they can, right? Like, I, I would give them a shot for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, that is something to think about. Something to think about. Yeah, maybe, absolutely. Maybe we'll we'll update this if we hear more. Maybe we'll, they'll get that tell-all, you know, because every so often you you hear like, Oh, my NDA's up. I can talk about this now. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be that would be fancy and fun. But I think that is going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I don't know if you have any more to say, but my eyes are really starting to hurt and I have to go <laughs> oh, no. because I got to go take my eye drops. Uh, <laughs> you can follow along with our adventures in parenting at Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. Dot com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us and let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at parttimersfulltimedads.com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week. Well, I'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again. Assume.
Yeah, I, for, I forgot at the end there that this is your last episode for a while, so I didn't <laughs> quite give you a send-off there. Yeah, at least for one week. At least for one. I'm sure I'll be back for the next one, but... Yeah. Well, unless uh, Nikolai does such a good job that there's no point in having you back. <sighs> Please. <laughs> Just take it. Just take it. <laughs> oh, whoa. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 